Yo, yo, what is up? Welcome back to the Science Flipping Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Colby. And on this episode, we have our guy, Ryan Zolan, joining us. What's up? What's up? What's up, dude? Uh, we are proving the myth that you can't find deals on the MLS. Okay. Mr. Zolan is absolutely crushing it. And by the way, uh, if you're not watching this on YouTube, you should, because we are live and in action right now, right here in Scottsdale, Arizona. So everyone jump over to youtube.com forward slash Justin Colby and watch this episode. If you're on iTunes, drop five stars. But otherwise, Ryan, what's up, dude? Not much, man. Out here enjoying the conference, watching some of the speakers, That's getting right. to meet some cool people. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So I have been doing this 15 years. I've done almost 2,000 transactions. And I will tell you, I've probably done... If I'm guessing, I've probably maybe done 150 of those 2,000 yep. from the MLS. Wow. I've been educating for nine years, and for the vast majority of that, I've said, go off market. That's where you'll get your discounted properties. Okay. You, my friend, yes. are changing the game. Trying you to. are proving this old man wrong. Uh, I say that humbly, because how old are you? I am 24. I am almost double your age, okay. so there's making me feel bad. Uh, but talk to me about how you are finding properties, how this MLS hack that you've done and, and made so successful, how's that working? Sure. So it started back when I was 18. I started off as a traditional real estate agent. Yep. So fresh out of high school, no college background, anything like that. Um, I wanted to get in real estate just because college wasn't in the cards, but then also I figured I wanted to be an entrepreneur and my own boss. And this was the easiest route to go yep. full transparency. Okay. And if I didn't, succeed. I was 18. What did yeah. I have to lose? I had nothing but time on my hands. Right. So I started off as an agent for about three years and I sold about like 25, 30 million. And I was like just an all right agent, nothing crazy. But the one thing I realized as an agent was that there's a few things. The Number one, the hardest part of being a realtor is to find a willing, able and qualified client. Okay. The second part is that most people get into real estate for freedom and flexibility, which I think you'd probably agree with. Of course. And the one thing as a realtor is that you show houses win. Yeah. Weekends and nights. Okay. So there was no freedom. I transitioned over to the investment side and I was like, oh man, the hardest part of being an investor is finding a deal. Yeah. So then I was obviously able to surround myself with a lot of guys being local in Arizona that are doing it at a very high level. The one thing that I failed with from the beginning was comparison. So I was like, okay, well, I need VAs. I need to have acquisitions, dispositions, TCs, junior acquisitions, junior, all, whole nine yards. And I failed very quickly because I realized okay, I'm spending too much money, I don't have the skill set, and I'm relying on right place, right time. Right. So then I was like, okay, well, what if I could take the gap of people understanding that the hardest part of being the investor is finding a deal, the hardest part of being a realtor is finding a client, what if I can just be my, like, be my own client? So I accidentally did what I call now is the double dip in my very first transaction on the investment side, where I ended up going and getting a deal on the MLS. I had myself as the buyer's agent because it's just what I was familiar with. I got a deal under contract and then I wholesaled it out just expecting to get the assignment fee. On the HUD, I noticed I had the commission come to me too. And I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. I'm double dipping. I'm getting commission and an assignment fee. This is insane. So at this point, I was like, how do I scale this? How do I like just really double down on the double dip? And I failed forward. I kept continuously building relationships with agents, realized the flow of them not understanding how the process works. And then from there, we were able to really hone in on our process and 
I mean, dude, now we're hitting 15, 20 deals a month off the MLS and agent relationships, $0 in marketing, and we're clearing six figures every single month. What Are you doing this here in Phoenix or are you doing it? Yep. So Phoenix is my primary market. Yep. I have some secondaries. It's Florida, Vegas, and Atlanta. Yep. Uh, but we usually pull like one, maybe two out of those markets every month. Other than that, it's all Phoenix. So let's walk through the profit process really quick. You're sure. a licensed agent here. Correct. You go to the MLS, you find a deal that is listed yep. that you've essentially underwritten, yep. analyzed, comped, and said, there's margin here. Yes. You then contracted as the buyer mm -hmm. that is representing yourself, meaning you'll get the commission, mm -hmm. but you're also the buyer. Correct. Okay. So you'll get your two and a half to 3%. Yep. You also then basically just go find the right buyer, That's knowing it. the buyer. That's it. And say, hey, buddy, I know this is on the MLS, yep. but it fits your buy box. Yep. Are you willing to buy it, let's just say 10 grand above? For sure. And they say yes. That's it. Okay, now, do you get any pushback from your um, buyers about it being on the MLS and you're not so, giving them a discount? I think that there's this misconception that people are like, oh my God, it's on the market. Yes, I do have buyers that are like, uh, why wouldn't I just go to the listing agent? Well, it's a good question that you have. It's exclusively available through me. There was a bidding war. There was multiple offers on the table. I got it available. Like I said, it's exclusive through me. If you don't want to buy it, no worries. I do have the buying capability myself and I'll take it down if, if I don't sell it. So there you go. it's really not that complex. What people need to understand is what I said a minute ago. The hardest part of being an investor is finding a deal. So what I would challenge people, and this is what I tell all my students that bring me the same roadblock. I'm like, number one, did you actually have that happen? Or are you asking me a hypothetical? Two, get better buyers. Yep. Understand, like I just said, again, investors, hardest part is finding the deal. If it's a deal, the numbers don't lie. It doesn't matter how they found the deal. So how do you know it's a deal for that right buyer? So this is a-, a Go thing. buyers first. That's it. I was just yep. going to say, it's from Glenn Stearns. So the number one thing he always teaches is find your buyers first. Yep. So you go in, you qualify them. Going and trying to find a buyer in a market like this is not that hard. The hardest part is actually trying to identify- are you actually a buyer or are you just a wholesaler that's going to put your fee on top and mark it up and send it out on a list? And that's why I use Privy or PropStream or any of the list sources that can show you these people are who closed on it. Correct. Go to open corporates, look up the corporation, that's call it. them. That's it. I love it. And it's funny because quite literally after educating as long as I have and probably doing 150 out of 2,000 deals yep. on the MLS, mm -hmm. I've, I've actually flipped it. And because of Benson and Privy is kind of why I've really yep. decided to do it is because their algorithm allows you to see the percentage of ARV. Yep. And that's huge because sure. yeah, you're finding the real buyer, but now you know exactly percentage of ARV they're willing to buy at. Yep. And you don't have to run some formula and call an agent and say, Hey, I need, you know, 15% off a of list price. You can literally contract it at yes. list price. Literally. Yep. And is, so do you do that in a general sense of like, ask your buyer where their buy threshold is or do you always go in and ask for discounts based around list price uh no it's really what their threshold is i yeah. have a handful of buyers that really don't care like it's not often but we'll get deals that are at list price more often than not it's like day one on market or yep. like coming soon where yep. it okay yes it was listed at 430 my price is 445 arv is like 600 okay sounds good that's a deal go for it it was either just a seller that's in a motivation where they have motivation to sell quick or it's an agent that just didn't do their due diligence and they underpriced it so aside from that most of the time our offers are below list price but optically then going back to your question of well do you get kickback from buyers if it's below list price why would they have a problem it's lower than what they could get it at they shouldn't exactly ideally in our world they shouldn't you're saying For hey sure. dude this is the the potential of this home is 600 yep i'm getting it to you at 445 exactly why do you care exactly now 
that's the perfect world. Some buyers do. And you say, great. Sure. To your point, you, you're indifferent. If you don't want it, not a big deal. I can just buy it myself. Yep. I figured I'd just kind of offload this one, but not a big deal, right? For and sure. you move on to the next buyer. And that happens all the time, like where I actually do just close on the property and we'll sell it. More yep. often in that situation, it's still like a hedge fund or to somebody that would have an issue seeing an assignment fee and I didn't want to double close. Sure. So. No, I love it. And and again, this is in any market access. Yep. That's why Privy really changed it for me is, is quite literally I just was telling my manager, I was like, hey, we need to pull one full-time person off of acquisition. Put them on Privy. Only go Privy MLS. Yep. And that's why when I was when I was able to interview for this pot, I'm like, absolutely. Cause this has been like the old dog, new tricks kind of thing. I'm like, it's not really a new trick, but like, I just, I was in my own way. Like, Oh, right. it doesn't really work that way. Well, it does. Yep. Right. I'm, it, I will tell you, I'm the biggest advocate of the MLS. Like yeah. people go around calling me the MLS King. And I'm like, I, I love that. I appreciate it. But like, you're foolish if you're not at least looking because yeah. it's free. It's free. What's your day look like? Like, are you just drowned in MLS all day? You're just always analyzing properties yep. or is it more like, you get the notification that something new came on. You're really only measuring the news, like when I say news, the new listings yep. that so come out. My day-to-day is a little bit different now. Um, as of about two months ago, I'm actually out of the day-to-day operations in the wholesale company. So the acquisition team dispositions, they've got it all under control. But what their day looks like is they've got specific KPIs. It's 50 uh, real estate agent conversations per day. 50 agent conversations a day. Yep. And then five offers minimum. Five and, offers a day. And I would argue very, very comfortably that you could get more than five offers out if you'd really like to. Like, What should be the conversion rate of those five offers? If five offers go out, what are you yep, expecting? So 25 them? a week, 100 a month. When you're first getting started, you should probably get about like 15 to 20 under contract. Good month. 15 to 20 under contract. Closing on about 10 to 12 of those. Okay. Now, keep in mind, those are like where numbers are over like the, the sense of okay, I understand what I'm looking for. I've got my, maybe not like a shotgun approach. When someone's just starting, it might not starting, be as yeah. good as those exactly. numbers. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. if I were to go off of someone just starting off the 100 offers that they would submit, you're more likely submitting offers on properties that you're not going to get under contract, which is fine. Expect on your first 100 offers to get probably a handful under contract, closing on one to two. Yep. But if I'm still so telling five you- So five to 10% is reasonable. Correct. And one to two, I would say full conversion from obviously being able to close. To sell to, mm-hmm. okay. So 100 offers, five to 10 contracted, Yep. One to two closed. And I can tell you our numbers. So last week we wrote 50 offers. We had eight under contract. Okay. So we closed uh, or we sold, I think six of them. We're trying to sell two. We had to get extensions. So like 18%. Yep. And then you actually closed on like 80%. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Our numbers. And remember, I mean, this has been a, like a refined process over the years. I've been doing this for now three years of really honed in on MLS and agents. As of last year, I put all my effort and energy into doing this full time. Like like full-time on this side, just MLS and agents. Yep. And we did over seven figures last year. So Love it. 90, it was like 89, 90% profit margins. Guys, I'm telling you, sometimes you just got to open up your mind. There are other ways to do it. Again, Ryan Zolan, where are we finding you? Let's yeah, follow Ryan. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. I do a show with Brent Daniels every Thursday, Millionaire Before 30. Oh, I love it. Yeah. That's, that's rad. Yeah, yeah. So listen, make sure to follow him. Thank you guys for paying attention. I'll tell you right now, this is an opportunity game. Whether you're cold calling like Brent, myself, whether you're making offers like Ryan and now myself, or your direct mail, whatever it is, create those opportunities so you can convert the deals. That's really what it's about. I appreciate you coming on board, bro. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Right on. Awesome. Peace.